Stranger Things and how TV and entertainment is changing forever. Don't worry, there's no spoilers. Stranger Things Season 4 Volume 2 just dropped over July 4th weekend, and it's honestly a fantastic show and well worth the binge. If you've never seen it, honestly, I highly recommend it. But here's the thing. Stranger Things has only been on the air for four seasons and only about 10 episodes per season. It became an instant phenomenon after the first season in 2016, not that long ago, and it was only eight episodes, which blows my mind. The reason I say only is because this is counterintuitive to traditional TV shows, and it's been happening more and more. Just for a comparison, extremely popular phenomenon shows of the 90s and early 2000s, not that long ago, like Friends and Seinfeld, premiered once a week on cable, but each season was about 22 episodes. Seinfeld mentioned in his show, Comedians in Cars, Getting Coffee, highly recommend it if you've never seen it, that writing the first nine was pretty easy. You wrote that over the summer. Then the middle ones just, you kind of pull out of nowhere, and some of them were the best. It was really the back nine that were the hardest. Now, you only need nine for a TV show, between eight and 10, and you got a first season. And not only that, but for filmmakers and people wanting to make and sell their show, it's not the same. You used to, so here's what you used to do. You used to make a pilot. That was your goal. Write a pilot, get a pilot. Pitch it, get funding, get a big studio to back you, and get that first season. That was what you wanted to do. This was an opportunity for young filmmakers to write the pilot, get a cheap thing together, and then shop it around and hopefully get the pilot picked up. Honestly, you could sell the script. You could sell the pilot script and not even make the show. Now, they want the first season. <laughs> As an independent filmmaker, now you need to write it, produce it, shoot it, edit the whole entire first season, or at least write the whole entire first season, and then try to sell that. Although the first season isn't 22, it's not 22 episodes. It could be eight. It could be six. It could be 10 but some are an hour long. So you're getting close to the same amount of finished minutes, finished like watchable minutes. Even so, TV shows are shifting into a film-like style. There's virtually no difference in many shows like Stranger Things. It's like a movie. The first show, I think, on actual live cable TV that changed the game forever for television was a show called Breaking Bad. The acting, the filmmaking, it felt like a movie and it wasn't on HBO or Showtime. It was a cable TV show. It was to the masses. While HBO had great quality, they didn't have that mass public phenomenon like shows on Netflix do because not everyone had HBO. Breaking Bad was available to everybody because at the time, everyone still mostly had cable. And it was stellar filmmaking, Emmy award-winning acting, writing. Breaking Bad broke every rule. It wasn't TV. It was film that was cut up into a series. Then, streaming services took over and adopted this filmmaking approach to TV shows, and they dropped all the episodes at once, like a film. But there's eight episodes, some of them an hour each. There's a funny meme about, do you want to go watch a 10-hour movie? And like, no, I don't want to watch a three-hour movie. But what if I split that up into 10-hour-long episodes <laughs> that you can binge all at once? Yes, please. Yeah, let's, let's do it. It's interesting. But finally, I'll leave you with this. The land is vast. It's no longer the top studios and distributors. It's not about primetime, the biggest television networks, the biggest stars, or even mainstream streaming services. More and more are coming into the mix. And the audience, us, we have more and more options. Something gets too much. 
and not enough good content and then this endless sea of content, of entertainment, I think it will continue to grow because it's not just the huge networks and streaming services, right? It's TikTok, it's YouTube, and more specifically, the creators on those platforms. They, the creators, have many streaming services themselves and they're not so many in income. You can now do paid subscriptions to your favorite creators. YouTube and Facebook now offer this feature directly on the platform. You can pay $5 a month for extra or whatever. There are many others that allow the creators to do the same thing. Patreon, OnlyFans. Now, I know when I say OnlyFans, you think just private nudes and porn. But many, many are making millions a month from selling their content. Content is king. And the creators are getting more and more control. So whether you're making an entire first season of a pilot <laughs> and, and hoping to sell it, or if you're making content online and selling your own subscriptions, the industry is not only changing, it already has in more ways, I think, than people realize. And I think it will continue to evolve. But ultimately, giving more power to the independents and the misfits, the storytellers and the performers the artists, and the entrepreneurs. Who knows? Maybe the next Netflix or Disney might start from a creator and their audience. My name is Dan Kathman. This is Talks.